trying to be the queen of the pond. E3 radio, the real and the top. Hologram song, frequency gum. Locked with the Q crew and Anna Deshaun. Been in on your ear, who you want to hear? Peace to my people who be all out queer. Funny motivation, community cheer. Online radio, turn up your gear. I'm regular, baby, but I'm like, yeah. Ahead of the game, so I'm about real change. About real chat, about real people. I keep it E3, because I'm other channels.
revenge. It was a whole lot. It was a whole lot. Right? And like so many people don't even remember the story. Right.
young black men all this money before they can even before they even know who they are because they are because they have something innate something inside of them that uh, I, that people are going to exploit you know their strength their inner strength that 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 king thing you know um, and they want to exploit that so get them while they're young just like any other lesson just like any other plan you know get them while they're young you know you probably train a child when they're very young you know so that that, that this is just like walking it's like breathing to us you know um, and you feel it the sensation you go you know so I mean just like anything else and I just think that getting young black men unprepared men a lot of money is worse than giving them nothing at all at least mm-hmm. you know, yeah exactly giving them just putting the gun right in you know, because at least if they have to work for it, it's working to build character and things of that nature. Now we have a generation of, I want what I want right now. I don't have to work for it. I, I want it right now. Instant gratification. Instant, you know, and I think that that's what, that should be. Everybody's greedy. Mm-hmm. Everybody's an athlete, so paid more than teachers. They're greedy. We've had that. You know what I mean? And and, and it's just it's a shame, but I think it's, it's coming from the top of and tripping on down, and, and our brothers are paying for it. Yeah, and it's funny you say that when we're talking about brothers tonight, because even yesterday, I was I was ranting about R. Kelly yesterday uh, on personal rants, and uh, my radio life already knows how I feel about it. <laughs> so I just, because I've been busy with work, so I haven't been able to chime in. I was like, you know what? I got a little energy today, and I'm just gonna chime in about this here. Um, but when I went to write the post, I wrote a post about black forgiveness, like. We could do a whole show about people's expectations about black folks and forgiving people when they're wronged and all that. So I wrote a post about black forgiveness and how we offer it up freely to those who don't deserve it. Mm. Uh, and I started to name off people in my head, right? It was like R. Kelly, OJ, like um, uh, Chris Brown, mm. all these cats, but they were all black men. Mm-hmm. And I had to sit back, and I, I took all their names off of and I just left R. Kelly, because that's actually what I was going after at the moment. But <laughs> I really tried to find, like, I was thinking, like, is there a black woman I can think of that's been demonized as much as they have, or other black men in the media have? Or, uh, and I, at the moment, I really couldn't. I couldn't find someone that we've offered that level of forgiveness for that is a black woman. Uh, any level, the, the the demonizing on the surface without like extra deep thought has all been black men, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, that's real fucked up. Um, and we often don't show love, right, or show I don't know appreciation for black men. I think enough in the community, um, but I was just really baffled that I, I was like, dang. I, I couldn't think of it. What, any black woman? Yeah. Mm. You know, no. Where their wrongs have been just polarized in the way that they well, 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 not maybe not like that. Um, what was the woman's name who uh, she worked and she was in Chicago. She was a black woman who so Kara Moses Brown was one that they did for a second. Um, yeah. On top of the woman who did the whole scandal with, with taking the money, she worked for CPS, and she took the investment. Okay, but I guess none of those people are necessarily in entertainment. Yeah, no, they're not in entertainment, but they're in, they're, one was in politics and the other one was in education. It's just something about, I was going to I get it, but you, but you know what? athletics. And well, they have, who was the other woman who, as a matter of fact, she's a comedian. And they had they they I don't I wouldn't necessarily say demonized, but they made her feel um matter of fact she hosted was it the B E T Awards? Leslie? Leslie. They made her feel less than what about Ellen when she came out? Yeah. They and, did. and what and, and they took her off did. they took her off major network. They made after at first Houston oh, Houston's problem was oh, Bobby. Bobby. Right. 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 Then it came out that wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whitney was a little fast, you know, and when it came to certain things, you know what I'm saying? She just, but she's a little more advanced than she let off. 
You know what I yeah. mean? And you know, Newark, you know, she knew who was You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she Bobby came around, he was a little younger. He was a player, he was he was out for he he wasn't on what she was on. And I think that the public didn't want to believe that. So they wanted to believe that he got her strong. It's a great story. It's right. a beautiful, right. believable story. She was the she right. was the the, the black American, the black Taylor Swift American pop. Yeah, American Every it, 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 when you saw Whitney at one point, you didn't even see color. Because mm-hmm. like Kevin Costner, I really believe that he just really like in love with her. Like I, his wife is almost like she just made it. You know, because he was like going for her. You know, but if Whitney didn't go for him, she went for Bobby. And he was like, ah. You can have any man you want, and you pick this. Right, right. You know what I mean? So it, it was a believable story, but you know she had a lot of things going on with her. I mean, the substance abuse and things of that nature—it never goes away. You know, they they deal in cope. You right. know, they 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 go one day at a time. You know, type of thing. And you know, she probably ain't the only person, definitely in the world, that's relapsed. But if she if she did, we don't even know if she did. So, but but here's but the thing is, she got demonized. They booed her off stage. Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. You know, and her legacy is still intact, though. Well, they killed her daughter and took all her money. So mm-hmm. I don't know if well, her star might be still there. Yeah, you know, like you said, her work is undeniable. Right. You know, you can't you can't even fabricate that. No. Absolutely. Not. You know, you'll just be sloppy seconds. Absolutely. Back then. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Everybody. Yeah. You know, oh. everybody. You know, so yeah, but. I thought when I was coming, I was singing when I was a little young girl and doing talent shows in New Orleans. And my whole thing was I would envision Whitney like on the stage, like coaching me. <laughs> 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 you get to it. It's a big
Do you want to intro it a little bit? Tell people a little bit about it. All right, all right. So we got this little um, situation here. It is called problems, and uh, everyone has them. I just copyright mine and sell them to you. Okay. So go on with it, baby. New Orleans in the house. That know the chicks don't be coming. The Everybody, you're listening to Anna Deshawn and the Q Crew. Q Crew, Q Crew, right here on E3 Radio.
things of that nature. Um, I mean, lots of musicians like we got uh, Sam Fullerton, of course, Sam and them, my guy, Mr. Fullerton, and we have um, uh, Matt Davis, we have uh, John David Pivot, we have, oh my goodness, um, we have so many people, <laughs> so many people on this album. Um, uh, Earth St. James, uh, also, okay. uh, Antoinette Nisi Butler, we have uh, Andrea Love, Andrea Love, I believe she pronounces it like that, and she is amazing singers. And I'm talking about <laughs> singers. When they right. say, say you got to put your hand on your hips. Hey, right. you know, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, uh, work of art. I've been working on it uh, for a very long time. But some people that don't know that I'm a Katrina survivor, and I, I put my roots right here in Chicago, and I stay here. And I, I take, I rep my city everywhere I go. Anybody that ever met me, know where I'm from. You know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, I prefer. So, uh, <laughs> so, you know, so I, I try to um, take everybody on a journey, on an experience. When, when when people listen, I want I want it to be like you're taking a walk through the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. And just as I did, you know, as a child, I was young, I wasn't supposed to be there. And I was, uh, if you've ever been to New Orleans, like Bourbon Street, it's like forbidden mm-hmm. for the kids. Like, there's no place for a kid, right? right. So then you're on, I was on Canal Street. There was a footlocker on Bourbon and Canal. And I would stand there because there was this club right on, right outside the footlocker where you could put music, jazz, and blues. And so I would stand there on the, on the Canal side. And then eventually I was on the Bourbon side. <laughs> and then eventually I was a little closer. A little closer. Then I got by the door of the club. I peeked in a little bit, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, I was in the door. I was leaning in the door. And then I was in the club, singing in the band, drinking uh, uh, bamboo before mm. I was 15. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And, um, and and one of the ladies I used to watch, and uh, I never sang in her band, but I used to watch her. Her name was Marvin Wright. She was a blues singer in the world, and she passed away, God rest her soul. But she was an amazing an amazing entertainer, you know, an amazing voice. She's a big lady, she's beautiful, and she would get up there and she didn't hold anything back. She said whatever she wanted, she did whatever she wanted, she owned the stage. And I, I admired her and I wanted to be like that. And, and yeah, I saw strength in her. So I really, really wanted to be like that. And that's, that's kind of how it, it all this began to happen. So I want to take everybody on a journey and tell this story and, and, and experience and I when I got here I missed New Orleans. Yeah. I missed it because it was it was damaged it's all I knew. Mm-hmm. You know, I lived in LA for four years but it's my home. Right. You know, and it was all I knew. My home was like washed away. So it was an interesting thing and to really kinda of heal. This this project was a healing for me. Uh and, and after this, you know, I can move on, I can I can, you know, do things, but I had to get this out. Yeah. It's life-changing. I mean, Katrina is also one of those times, where, moments in time, I think in anybody's life that was living in conscience, where you just paused. You did. You, you had, had to. You had to pause. You had to. This was a life-changing moment for so many people that you didn't know, didn't know, Wanted to go help. I mean, it was life changing for for the watcher, for the first, for the the viewers, the people watching it. Yeah. Because when Katrina was happening, we were being rescued out of there and everything. We had no power. We had no idea what was going on. Y'all saw what we couldn't see when we were there. Right. So there's no power, there's no water, there's no nothing. It's choppy, it's Mm. hot. If you ever been to New Orleans, the humidity was 80 to 100 every day. You know, and it was it was just unbearable. And what happened there was it, it was it was just I couldn't believe it. I, I just I just, I just really believe that we stay here. I said, so this is how we going out. <laughs> you know, and you know it was just really. Uh, and actually, uh, my wife and I went to New Orleans last year because her family. Um, so she found out about her roots and how she. A, a lot of the people that are in New Orleans, she's related to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was funny, her cousin had took us, you know, over in that area, was it the ninth ward? Yes. Took us over there, and it still looks 
this is history, I get it, but you're paying to see this. And that's and she and her name is Stephanie and she kinda of stopped us and she was shocked us. She said, And this and this right here is what we see. She was like, We don't receive any contributions of that money whatsoever to help your bills. Right. I was like, wow. like what people do for money. Right. Like sacred ground, right? Mm. So I remember um, mm. we went to like the MLK. Is that what we were? Yes, we were. When we went to, and uh, I was just appalled um, at the Lorraine Hotel at the disrespect that, yes. as people running around, uh, cussing, like just this, for my people, like mm-hmm. this man was assassinated in this place. And there's no sense of reverence, there's no sense of honoring outside, like, exactly where it happened. And I feel like tour buses rolling through the ninth floor is, like, the ultimate disrespect. And not lives that were lost to the family, and and not just physically lost. I can't imagine what you went through with Katrina, but I'd imagine it's a huge spiritual loss, like, a huge, like, connection. Like, if my house was to my house that I grew up in was to be demolished by some natural disaster, and then tour buses was rolling through. I mean, it's disrespectful. Extremely. Extremely. And, you know, it's not just, it's, first of all, the tangible things, like just your yeah. things that you can right. never be a family heirloom, right. things you can never get what was going on left you, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that, things mm-hmm. that you can never get back then, there's that little hole in your heart. Yeah. When you see what it's become, mm-hmm. I thank God that I got to enjoy. I go back to one in 2004. I thank God I got to enjoy one more year mm-hmm. in my city mm-hmm. before all this shit go to level. You know, and once it did, it changed the dynamic of America. It did. You know, it kind of shifted a lot of things, you know, and a lot of people are starting to give New Orleans some love now, but honestly, Everything that's popular right now used to be popular in New Orleans in the 80s. <laughs> I lie to you not. Anybody from New Orleans won't tell you the truth. Even the, even the Bay. That's Bay. That's it. I remember my uncle calling my aunt Bay when I was like six. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it's not new. You know, it's, re, it's refreshed. Things, you know, I guess it's like, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, but, but when, um, when the New Orleans bounce became mainstream, Mm-hmm. Because bounce was like underground, like the mud, you know. <laughs> Nobody was like, it was like, what's going on? You know, what's happening? You know. And now it's all mainstream. Um, I think that sometimes when you dilute the gravy, you know, the flavor gets a little funk, you know. And yeah. I think that you know we be real big on our roots in New Orleans and uh, yeah. <laughs> on your roots. Right. Yeah. The you know, it's very important. Very important. It, it, it,
teaching them to help by filling the shelves with faces that are happy from companies capitalizing off the connection. <clears throat> but as the wind whistles the world around my breath, I refuse to be straight-trapped, using each end to snap the asses of those wearing ghetto beads and East fashion, because labor is still cheap. And it's beyond me why we haven't boycotted the cotton industry. We should pimp the hemp or find out ways to be tax-exempt. Meanwhile, in Boilers, I'm checking a movie and crack babies being born into slavery. Showing them something other than addiction, pain, and affliction. I believe the strength of a people rely on the will for nourishment. So, Buffet checks another the foolishness, girl. This is a movement, you. Sleeping over cheats and trips, moves and not get hit. How come the ghetto gotta be like this? Keep your trifling ways, trifling skills. Hope pimping never pays a bill. I promise to tell the truth and nothing but that nasty truth. So help me, long as I breathe, I'm going like bonfire for the world to see. Sister girl, ooh ooh, ooh ooh.
that makes beautiful music that will feed your soul. If we're talking about trying to change like a Viacom or a Clear Channel to do something besides make money, then we are fight, we're trying to fight a losing battle. I think but, I think music absolutely should have a message. I think I think artists have a responsibility. If they choose to hold on to it, own it, that's on them. But I think it's I think it's mandatory that that music should have some type of message. Uh, but in, but, but I don't with the Viacom and the Clear Station, shouldn't we too hold them to a certain level because that is the music that is being played across the the airways that also influences our people, our young people. Um, we should, but I think I think there's lots of issues, and I think people can only handle so many at a time. What issue am I gonna fight today? Am I gonna fight the music I got? I'm listening to on the radio. I'm gonna fight the fact that I need to eat tonight. Am I gonna fight the fact that there's shooting in my neighborhood? Am I gonna fight the fact that I'm poor? I got kids. Like people, and now they didn't turn my life. And now they come on. <laughs> I ain't got but you know what? I, I'm, I'm, I mean, the fight. The problem is there's lots of fights. I, I get it, and there are lots of fights. You know, but one can be indicative of the other. You know, the gun violence could be also a trigger of the music that they listen to. Mm-hmm. Somebody is classifying it's okay to call women bitches and hoes and pimp somebody else and sell drugs, and they glorify that in the music that is played across the national airwaves that we hear. So if that's all the kids know, you know, pimp hoes, bitches, and shit like that, then they have no respect for the, the this other generation, the older generation, the baby boomers. They don't have any respect because, you know, I'm in that ethnic gratification because we've made it easy for them. I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't agree with you. But it's also about where we put our money. I said a bad example. I mean, okay, so I am not an R. Kelly fan. Like, that is very clear. But what? Has anyone stopped buying his music? No. What what kind of example are adults setting for people? Like, why am I expecting a young person to do something morally correct and adults are still buying tickets to his show? Are still (laughs) listening to his music on the radio? Like, I I can expect a 16 year old kid to have some oral setting and every adult I know steps to his music every chance they get. I mean, we have to be the example that we want to see, and we ain't setting no good example either. I, I agree with you though. It I is do. Connected. And you know, I think I think I'm a concept person, right? You know, that, that the concepts come first. And I I would love to build and every day we have a lunchtime, a lunchtime cool down. Every day by the lunchtime, we just it is only Frankie Beverly and Mays or something like that. It should be like you know how downtown sometimes at Thompson Center or somewhere or by the Picasso they it should be blended because downtown is it and it and it would go all over. The soothing, feel good music because music soothes the savage beast. It does. It does. It soothes, it soothes a lot of things. Music heals. And it also can perpetuate a lot of other things. So people don't want to believe it perpetuate violence. It does. If you listen to it, when I'm, just, you know what I'm saying? And when I'm hey. trying to be romantical, I put on other things. But right, it, gets right. you, it gets you close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So music does set the mood and set the tone. So let's be honest about that. And when we're honest about that, then we can do some other stuff. You yeah. know, so I, I'm feeling you with Chance and, and then using this privilege. I'm feeling that because he could be just a small kid. Mm-hmm. not no kid out there talking about, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, about this shit. Let's care about me. You know, and he's he's actually making an attempt. He's actually whatever it is, he's doing something. Right. Yeah. And I almost, I almost like when he gave that one million dollars to CPS, I was like, whoa. We give him a million dollars to a broken system. Mm -hmm. And then I I read on that he designated the funds to very specific things in CPS. I said, yes. Mm -hmm. But did you? But did you? Here's the funny part: a 21 year old did that. Started that movement. How many other people of our culture, our color, followed him? Not that many. They they applauded him. Kudos. They sent him excellent tweets. But people who had been in this industry for quite some time, he hadn't even had his first Grammy yet. Nobody else matched what he did. I'm gonna give it that out. I'm gonna give it to you. No, I'm going to get, get 5000 
she had one job that was being syndicated to 200 different networks that was equaling 200. Mm. That's what I'm saying. I got, I shoot, and I get 200 checks mm. from this one show. Mm-hmm. Mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Right. She was on the what that means to build your own wealth. Absolutely. And that was just the show. And you can, you know, because she took advice from her mentor, who was Ted Turner. So she listened to somebody. Yes. Right. You can't listen to nobody. And what color was Ted? Ted was a little white guy. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. white friend. White friend. And Lord, give me a picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. 